0: Hey, Gearheads, and welcome to Garage Talk, a discussion about all things automotive. I'm Corey.
1: And I'm Matt. And each week, this podcast will serve as a catalyst for discussion on all sorts of topics that grind our gears, rev our engines, or just need a bit more conversation.
0: Now, on this week's episode, we actually had to delay it one week. I know a couple weeks ago, we promised last week's episode was going to center around the Chicago Auto Show, a little behind the scenes, but uh, due to... The unprecedented nature of them (laughs) pulling off a half show in the summer versus in February.
1: And in preparation for a full show six months later. Right.
0: We had to reschedule with uh, Jennifer Morand, and we were able to do that for this week's episode. We were so grateful uh, that she came on not only to shed a little light into exactly what goes on behind the scenes uh, to prepare for a show. Especially one like this, one that is out of the normal, not the normal time of year, not the normal building, not the normal size, not the normal participants. (laughs) Nothing about this show was normal, and and yet they were able to pull it off. And, you know, she's going through all the metrics right now, being able to tell all the people that it matters to uh, just what came of it. So uh, just really cool One, to get to be there and help cover it and help her with her job a little bit and uh, sharing all the crazy stuff going on out there. I know our top video from the show was the Ford Bronco. People love that thing. Yeah. And uh, if
1: you haven't seen it yet, go check it out. Yes. YouTube.com slash GT Garage Talk.
0: And I'm, I'm looking at views right now. The last uh, hour, 136 views on, on that. So if you haven't one. seen
1: it, you're in the minority. I know, right?
0: <laughs> uh, at least when it comes to our audience. So, uh, right. yeah, it, it, it was a, a ride along experience that uh, Ford was doing for all participants of the auto show, not yeah. just the media. So uh, if you were in the area, you could have done exactly what I... Did for you and filmed and put up on YouTube, and
1: I'm still jealous.
0: Uh, well, I'm sorry we have got <laughs> we've got a Bronco coming. Uh, Brandon is gonna have I his know. in just over a month. Like we're getting close. We're so close, and uh, we'll get to sample his. And I'm afraid uh, after talk waiting to going out to uh, uh, out yeah. to Gilmer with us yeah, and doing I'm, a little I'm, barn I'm afraid that action
1: after a year and a month of waiting for this thing. He's not going to want to let go of it for any length of time.
0: We shall see. We shall see. But people are very interested in this Bronco. Uh, The test track that Ford set up for the event was spectacular. Uh, The first obstacle of the course was doing that, what they call the trail turn, Yeah, where it locks the brake on the inside rear wheel so that you pivot on basically a dead leg. Yeah. <laughs> and it was awesome, the turning radius. But Because they do it back to back to back to back, you could see the donut in the sand. <laughs> but it, it was an incredible turning radius uh, for... What is a very large vehicle? We were Whoa. in the two-wheel drive or the two-door, not the two-wheel drive. There. Whoa! Yeah, easy. We were in the two-door, which I jumped at. It, it was oh, blue, yeah. velocity blue, yep. two-door, hardtop. I was like, "Yep, that's that's uh-huh. the one." Uh-huh. Badlands. Uh-huh. There you go. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, huge thanks to uh, Bailey for being our guide on uh, that little adventure. Definitely. So, uh, without further ado, we do have a. Jennifer Moran with us from the Chicago Auto Show to dig into the the behind-the-scenes details. We are very lucky to have Jen Moran with us from the Chicago Auto Show. I got to meet her on my short one-day trip up to Chicago uh, to cover all the new vehicles up there, but Jen, very good to have you with us.
2: Thanks for having me today. really appreciate it.
0: Absolutely. Uh, I know that the last couple of months uh, have been a whirl of wind for you. And now we can officially say the 2021 special summer edition is in the books and behind us. But uh, why don't you maybe recap just a little bit uh, for our listeners, just what was different about 2021 and how it came to be in such a crazy year?
2: Absolutely. Well, you know we were just catching up and it, it made me smile about you know losing this past year completely and you know everyone's kind of joking what year are we in but um but i will tell you i mean it the fact that we were able to pull the show off was just tremendous in and of itself Absolutely. um given the timing you know and i don't know if if you recall or if your listeners recall but we were actually the last auto show major uh, auto show to take place in the month of february uh 2020 right. and so um, we feel very fortunate to have had that show as well before the pandemic and, you know, the the shutdowns. And so um, to, to be able to host the show, it just feels so good, just personally, professionally. I think a lot of people were just excited to see it get off the ground in, in general. Um, but the fact that it was a brand new show, I think just enhanced its um, just fun factor. I know yeah. that fun is like the word that comes to mind <laughs> to me because it's it really was that. I mean, we totally um, you know reimagine the landscape of the show in a physical sense. We moved buildings. So for those who are familiar, it's typically in the north and the south hall of McCormick Place in Chicago, um, which is actually occupies a million square feet. Right. Um, but we moved that to the west building, and we're about a half of that. We're about five hundred thousand square square feet. So nothing to to laugh at um it was still a very large show but what was neat was that we expanded outdoors as well so we took we took part of the show we put it outdoors we've never been able to do that before because it's february in chicago and it's freezing and (laughs) oftentimes there's blizzards and you know there's weather so you know the fact that we were able to bring it outside was cool um we we expanded outdoors ford brought in some Very cool activations outside. They had the all new Bronco um, ride alongs on the Bronco track. Um, Also, they had this Mustang Mach-E experience that actually also featured a few other electric vehicles as well. So the F-150 Lightning and um, their E-Transit. And so that was a really neat experience. And Ford, you know, Ford was really the anchor outdoors, I would say. And, you know. You know, you were there, so you got to experience that as well. Um, But then we also had outdoor test drives, too. So we had uh, about a dozen manufacturers participate. People were able to jump in vehicles, take it down Michigan Avenue, come back around. You know, and really experience the vehicles, which was also awesome. And then at night, we actually closed it off for a street fest. So I know you didn't get to participate because you were there for the media days. But um, from 630 to 10 to close the first four nights of the show, we turned it over to Basically, an outdoor summer fest, and we had uh, food trucks and musicians, um, local breweries. It it was just a great time.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, I know I follow you on social media and was just keeping up with everything that happened after, like I said, I was on a plane that night and uh, headed home. It, It was a crazy trip for me, but just so cool to see all that you were able to take advantage of in the summer months in that northern climate. Uh, Thank you. I noted while I was there that it felt a lot like the DFW show because ours is in April and April's about the same weather <laughs> as July up there for right. you. And uh, so it it was really cool to have that indoor outdoor experience. And you alluded to the Bronco activation. Uh, it's one of our top trending videos right yeah. now was uh, oh, cool. my ride along with Bailey and her showing just all the awesome features of uh, the new Bronco, people are hungry uh, for video content, for anything about that, that vehicle. And and it's funny to still see people confused about the Bronco and the Bronco Sport, right? So
2: I know it it is true. And so hopefully that by Ford activating at the show that helped alleviate some of that confusion to really show the difference between both of those models. But Yeah. I mean, it was that experience was awesome. Like you said, it was and actually that was one of our top performing posts as well. Video posts on Facebook. I was just, again, looking at some of the analytics and the data from our show. And I thought, wow, that's that's pretty neat. Even the buildup of the track was was crazy received. I'm just in terms of people sharing, commenting, liking, you know, really engaging with the posts. That was that was really cool to see as well.
0: So we can't talk Bronco without talking Jeep. And Jeep is historically known for doing their Camp Jeep events. So they had a very similar indoor experience, correct?
2: Yeah, that's right. So Jeep actually, uh, they celebrated their 17th consecutive year with the Jeep track at our auto show this year, which which was kind of a fun stat. Um, so people know that track. People that have come to the Chicago Auto Show, um, just it's a fan favorite. They right. They immediately race back. I've seen it firsthand right as a show you know opens people race all the way to the jeep display and get in line because the lines are typically long this year we try to kind of space people out but um but typically it's it's a couple hour wait even and people wait in the lines and actually the bronco outdoor track did have a two-hour wait as well but people they didn't seem to mind waiting because they, they were able to spend the time at the show and then you know they got to Kind of ex- taking everything else around them too, which was which I thought was kind of neat. But but Jeep, uh, yes, they returned. They had some new vehicles on that track. Um, they also have that the Jeep Mountain, which kind of takes mm-hmm. people up and down the hill, and they get to experience you know the capabilities of of the all new Jeep. So that was that was always a fan favorite. Um, and then next to them, Ram also had their track. So there was both you alluded to this, but both indoor and outdoor test tracks for right. people to do, which was again a brand new experience uh, this year. We've always had indoor, but never outdoor. Yeah.
0: So uh, on that line, I, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, there was only really one major brand new vehicle launch this year at the summer auto show. One, because it was in the summer, it's not typically auto show unveil season, and it, it just the dynamics of the past year in the 2022 Jeep Compass. Is that correct?
2: Well, the Jeep Compass was definitely one of the debuts. I think that a lot of um, the automakers were positioning their debuts as more the first, you know, auto show debut. Okay. So I guess if you count it that way, it just depends on how you count it. But you're right. I mean, it was never been seen before. So that was the, you know, the, the 2022 Compass was, was, I would say, definitely the, one of the top, um, if not the top debuts at the show. But, you know, it's something that we've really found interesting is, you know, a lot of times auto shows kind of hang their hat on the amount of de- debuts they receive right. or the media debuts. And we've never really uh, been that way. I mean, of course, they're great and it, it creates publicity, which right. I love, of course, as the public relations director. But I, I think more and more people just wanted to see the new vehicles. Even that came out last year yeah. Yeah. because they haven't there's never been a, an event, at least locally in Chicago, where people could get out and experience them, touch it. you know, play with the infotainment system, talk to product specialists who are knowledgeable about the vehicles and learn about them. Um, And, you know, of course the, there's people who are in market and that's exciting, but there's also people who are just out for a good time and just want to see the, see the vehicles in person, not to mention, you can't see a lot of them at the dealers (laughs) anymore because of the national, you know, chip shortage. So it's like, you know, one, one problem after another. But so that was actually kind of neat because people could actually come out and see vehicles that aren't even at dealerships right now because they, they're just, the inventory is so low.
0: Right. And, I know I made Matt extremely jealous that he couldn't uh, be there with me. Yeah. Uh, I would say, am I stealing any thunder here from you, Matt, uh, naming your favorite vehicle from the show?
1: Oh, well, it's, <laughs> I mean, not getting to go, it's kind of, you know, a moot point. But the Maverick, yeah. I was super excited to see yeah, the Maverick I- there. Uh, and and not as excited as I would have been if I had been at the show, sure. but uh, it was cool to see. Uh, really, uh, I mean, Ford came out in a big way. They did. That was really cool to see all that they had set up outside.
2: You're right. The Maverick was another favorite. When we found out that was coming to our show, we were we were thrilled, and we we'd really tried to, um, you know, of course, all the manufacturers have participated. We were grateful, but Ford just hit a home run. And
0: Absolutely. I mean, the
2: people who came to the show. We were we were shocked at how many people also came outdoors just because it was a new uh, like element, and yeah. so Ford drew people outside. It, it was it was truly amazing. They did an awesome job activating.
1: That's awesome.
0: So, kind of final thought on this year's show. Uh, you mentioned the Bronco being a really strong post uh, and engagement for y'all. Were there some other highlights? I know, uh, kind of sneaking under the radar, uh, Nissan had the. Z Proto yeah. there for the first time for public viewing. So there there were some surprise vehicles at the show as well.
2: Absolutely, the Z Proto was for sure one of them. You you mentioned and even the Subaru we had their BRZ there. I mean that was a people just even as a just coming coming down to the show floor and just kind of looking around. People were all about the BRZ. I mean there were some significant vehicles from pickups um, to sports cars and then the electric vehicle trend. I think Absolutely. was just key. Um, the EV6 was there, mm-hmm. as you know, others. I mean, it's just there were so many different stories and, and just different um, angles for the show that I don't think have really been prevalent. And sometimes the Chicago show gets kind of pinpointed as a truck show. Um, certainly you might have heard that rumor. I, I don't know if it's true. Or, I mean, we don't we, we don't consider ourselves the truck show. Right. Um, but I was excited to see some of the other types of vehicles that right. were, you know, introed or first time, you know, able to people see them at the show this year because that was that was something that I, I thought. But the electric vehicles were were huge. And I think what not to go back to Ford again, but what Ford did was awesome because they had this um, you know, this experience where people could learn about the electric vehicles and not just Ford, but other manufacturers where, you know, if you're considering purchasing or leasing an electric vehicle, I think that the more and more EVs are becoming mainstream, people are a little just that much more curious, like yeah, EV curious, I guess. And they could talk to these product specialists and really learn more, you know, address questions like range anxiety or talk about their, their commute time and their, you know, their distance to and from work or, you know, to a vacation home or whatever it may be. And they can really learn if, you know, if, if an EV vehicle is for them. So I, I saw that more this year than I've ever seen before.
0: That's awesome. cool. I know uh, we recently spent some time in a VW ID4 and yes. got to familiarize ourselves with uh, just how much pushing it didn't really drain it like we thought it would yeah. and how much fun we could have with it when we found the right combination of modes.
2: <laughs> yeah, and I, I would be remiss if, I, if I, I'm glad you brought the, the ID4 up because Volkswagen, they brought their road show, which they call it their um, test drive program to the Chicago Auto Show. They actually hosted the same program in the Chicago market a couple months prior. And we actually heard from them that they tripled their numbers um, from that drive program at our show. So that was, that was fantastic. But people love that. That was one of the, uh, activations that was always running as well. I mean, I, those cars never were never stationary. They just kept, (laughs) they just kept going and going. So that was really fun to see, um, obviously in between charging, but yeah, that was, that was, that was neat. And you know the Volkswagen team i think w- were very pleased with with yeah. the you know output um but i think also people were just very attracted to it and it was kind of co- cool because they could cross compare the Mustang Mach E to the ID4 right. for instance if 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 they were in the market and those vehicles i don't know if you've driven you said at least the ID4 but right. they're very different the, the Mach E and the, and the ID4 are very different and to me you know the ID4 is very um simple but in a good way just very yeah.
1: you know, streamlined just a car. and then
2: the Mach E <laughs> is just i mean full attack and just gadgets and so it's kind of it it depends on what you want right and so it's kind of cool that people could get in both vehicles back to back and experience it
1: are you seeing people gravitate towards the ev stuff i know the manufacturers are pushing it pretty heavy but from the pr side of it and from really the rawest form of engagement between the manufacturers and the people what what does that look like and and how much traction is the ev side of things getting
2: So that's a good question. At first, I thought it was, to your point, more of a manufacturer backed, like, you know, push versus how how, are people really interested in this? And is this just like a media attention story? Because everyone, (laughs) media always, they always come, oh, what's the autonomous drive? You know, it's like, well, we're not really there yet. Or what's that story? What's the future look like? And truthfully, it's always been a story that wants to be told more than it's actually um, a reality, I guess. But like I said, this year more than ever, I found that people were truly interested in learning about electric vehicles and actually considering purchasing one because they would be just from the volume of people, or maybe just curious too, just test driving them because they haven't been able to before, or maybe they're actually in the market to purchase or lease an EV. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I thought that was really neat. And and the, from a media perspective, the media were all over the electric vehicles at the oh, show, yeah. which they typically are, <laughs> but on the consumer side. Yeah, exactly. But on the consumer side, I, I saw that more this year than ever before. And just the education process that went along with it.
0: Good, good. Well, I will say uh, a little behind the scenes knowledge from our ID4 shoot. So we're driving around downtown Tyler and a couple driving a hybrid Rav Four actually passed by us and honked and waved, so they <laughs> they knew what we were driving and they were very interested in it. So uh, to that point, I, I think great. I think it is picking up and and catching on. Absolutely, and I think the
2: more people learn about it and they're accustomed to seeing them, it'll just become that much more mainstream. And you know, I think Volkswagen was smart at, at introducing that roadshow activation at the Chicago Auto Show because. You know, it was a perfect venue. People were able to kind of experience it and, and hopefully now even if they even if they didn't, they've heard about it and maybe they'll consider it in the future. So I, I, I it seemed like it went great for them. They hearing from them firsthand, they were very pleased. Awesome. Um so I, I and I think that it's great. And what a great opportunity to introduce your new awesome. vehicles to people who haven't seen them before.
0: Yeah. So uh, shifting gears, pun intended, uh, just a little bit and I know we've uh, talked to uh, your counterpart at the Houston Auto Show, essentially, and we're familiar with the cycles and how things work. Uh, I know that you're probably already well into planning for next year, and yeah. there are probably still a lot of unknowns. Uh, but what what do we know at this point for next year? What learnings are we taking from this special summer show and applying for 2022?
2: That's a great question. And actually, funny, you said that I literally just sent my team the 2022 logos, So we were just having an internal joke. Well, we're having a show, I guess. So (laughs) um, anything moving forward. But yes, no. So currently we are planning for a February 2022 event. Um, I guess our traditional timing, so to speak. But uh, that said, just to kind of caveat it, we are considering potentially a spinoff something maybe in the summer. So potentially a smaller pop-up you know, test drive event, maybe turn over to street fest in the evening. And this is totally, uh, I mean, it's, I guess it's on the record, right? Because we're talking on a podcast here, but, um, but, but just, just a fun idea just to share it. It's nothing official, nothing solidified. Um, but between us and your, and your listeners, that's something that we're tossing around and, and would love feedback on too for anyone who did come to the show, just send us a note, send me a, an Instagram, you know, direct message or Facebook message and, I'd love to, I'd love to just pick your brain. I mean, you guys are car people and you know, that's obviously our audience. And so, um, so something we're considering. So just a little, you know, just a little sneak peek, but that's the plans. Yep. Definitely February, 2022
0: though. Yep. Uh, we we've danced all around it, but you are the nation's largest auto show, correct? So pivoting from a, a, like set in stone time that all the journalists know is a hard, hard shift. (laughs)
2: yes well so yeah and you know we've, we we kind of went with that you know of course the the um in terms of the square footage and you know this this special edition probably wasn't the you know there's probably right. another auto show that might be larger just transparently now um but the plan is to go back to the right. traditional space and so but yeah but you know we're we are hopeful that we'll have a healthy february show um i you know obviously we, we know the landscape's changing we know that manufacturers are putting more and more emphasis on test drives and more experiential. So we're going to kind of see how it goes. And I think that that's the whole, the whole thing is, you know, with with the pandemic and everybody just kind of reassessing and reevaluating and, you know, does it do things make sense anymore to do? And so I think our, we're very open-minded and we're not trying to push an agenda. We, we truly want to find, um, you know, the value, we want to find the value and meet the consumer where that, where that might Absolutely. be. So I think we're, we're kind of open to all ideas and, you know, not trying to push any one thing at this point. So it'll be interesting to see what February 2022 brings, although we're very hopeful that it will be, you know, returned to a, a somewhat healthy, successful show.
1: Awesome. I, from a consumer standpoint, I love the opportunity at the auto shows to get behind the wheel of vehicles, like to sit in it, to play with it, to look at the colors and all those things are great, but to have an environment where it's zero pressure. There's not a salesman hovering over you. <laughs> yes. You know, you get to experience the, the vehicle and learn about the vehicle in a way that you wouldn't normally get to do. And that's, yeah, I, I hope that manufacturers lean into that in the future. Definitely. Because that's, that's a huge part of the auto show that I love.
2: Absolutely. And that's great to hear you say that. And as a dealer association, we represent uh, 400 plus new car dealers in the Chicago metro area. Wow. Um, but that's true. And the dealers, you know they're very knowledgeable as well right. but where else can you go where all these vehicles are under one roof yeah. right and you can yeah. experience and it's like you can cross shop and go back to back and pick up information and talk to product specialists and you don't and you don't you're right you don't feel that pressure i mean certainly and there there's no denying that you know there's pressure <laughs> when you walk into a dealership and obviously the dealers are our best friends but it, it's true and um but you know. And to be able to experience like the, the variety, I think, is, is the key too. Because even if you do go to a dealer, you, you still have to drive around town and hit all these different sure dealerships. And it's just it's it's a lot. And so I think that there is such a value to an auto show if you are shopping. But like I alluded to earlier, also just the fun factor. We we really try to up mm. the up the fun of it and just make it a a, a festival, really. And yeah. so I think that people, even if they were interested in a purchasing a vehicle or not, came out. I tell the story the last evening of the auto show was Monday night and I I couldn't believe the crowds that came on. I thought, no, I'm like, why are we even host? Why should we even host on a Monday or should we just have ended it Sunday? People were coming through the doors, like last chance to see these cars. (laughs) And we had people coming in even at like after five o'clock, six o'clock, and we closed at eight and they were looking for the street fest and they Mm -hmm. just experienced the food. They were looking for the food trucks. And I'm (laughs) I'm thinking, and we didn't have, we didn't host the, uh, the fest last evening, unfortunately. Uh, we just hosted it the first four nights. And so, but it was just, it was a riot because these people, they weren't even interested in the vehicles. They were just coming for the food. So it really, <laughs> it, I think it just appealed to a wider demographic this year. And that was, it was kind of neat to see.
0: Well, and then going back to your idea or thought about the, the true breadth of vehicles that are there, you know, as we are getting deeper into our automotive journalism journey and just discovering vehicles that we may or may not have ever given a second thought by actually being handed the keys for a little bit of time and saying, you know what, there, there's some consideration that needs to go to this car, or this brand that uh, may not have had before. And so I could see definitely from the dealer standpoints where, maybe someone who never would have even thought to drive to that dealership and test drive that car said, you know what, I'm here. There are the keys. Let's go.
2: Absolutely. And on that point, there were a handful of manufacturers that unfortunately did not participate this year in our special edition. And it was very apparent that they missed out. There were quite Mm -hmm. a few brands. I won't name them, but huge missed opportunity because their competitors were there in a big way, a very big way. And they missed the boat, um, and so even with the test drives, there were some that didn't participate in test drives that I feel like really missed out because, literally, people were co- going up and down Indiana Avenue, which is where we we uh, housed all the test drives, and they were going in back to back vehicles, and they they missed the chance to drive the other brands. So, yeah. I do think there, you know, we we had a hundred thousand over a hundred thousand people attend over wow. those days that that window, um, which is definitely way down from like our traditional, right. but again, it was it was a reduced. Uh, show it was a half half the days. Um and then also you know sizing and we had to kind of taper the windows because of um COVID and everything. So um but that said that, that's a that's a qualified audience too. Right. So I think the people who came were super interested oh, and they man. were probably in market. So that that was a missed opportunity. Yeah. yeah. Um but but you know but that's their of course that's their call. Um but but great opportunity for those who did participate.
0: Well, that's awesome. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to uh, a full-fledged show next year and going as a full team and and covering it uh, yet again. It it was great. Uh, So full honesty here, this was our first major auto show as uh, journalists and covering it. So uh, people that we've met digitally (laughs) online, it it, it is great to, you know, actually shake their hand and uh, say, Hey, and, uh, you know, just shoot the breeze a little bit about uh, the yeah. industry and this crazy year that we've had. Yeah. So well, we're uh, happy
2: to have you in town. That, that was great. I, I couldn't agree more. It was so great to see familiar faces, all my the journalist friends. And of course the friends from the manufacturers and everybody all together was, it was, it was really, I it was really emotional, I think for a lot of people because it's all been virtual via zoom and everything. Right. So, uh, but yeah, I, I couldn't agree more.
0: Yeah, it was fun seeing all the posts of this was the last one I went to. So, of course, (laughs) I'm going back. Yeah. (laughs) Of course, I know. It's the the truth. All right. So, uh, just to close out uh, this episode, we've got a little fun for you and for our listeners just to get to know you a little bit uh, better in a segment that Matt calls...
1: Random Misfire. And this is uh, based around um, an eight-cylinder engine because... Well, I, I'm just gonna have to quit saying it because <laughs> we've had so many people on that so drastically disagree with that <laughs> engines should have eight cylinders. So, I, we built it around eight questions, and and Great. We'll, That's we you get. know it is what it is. But uh, no, it's just some fun back and forth, uh, yes or no, this or that kind of questions, uh, just to to kind of conclude the episode and and have a little mini uh, mini episode within an episode. So uh corey you want to fire us off with the first one
0: sure so the he could not have sold it better they're just fun questions and there's only one with a wrong answer and (laughs) i'm gonna throw it out there first so do you name your cars No. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That's acceptable. That's all right. You know, I joke that it's got a wrong answer, but Uh uh, we have gotten so many uh, qualifying uh, and I'm guilty of our newest vehicle and our family does not have a name. So I'm going to get over that stigma and uh, (laughs) get over myself. But uh, yeah, yeah, so.
2: Love it.
1: All right. So with the media attention and all the excitement around the evs for you what would be the choice would you go internal combustion or ev
2: so current i'm very ev curious so currently um i i own an internal combustion vehicle but i would be very curious to consider one for my next purchase or okay. lease yep. so yeah so I'm, I'm 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 newly uh purchased. So probably still, still a little bit of ways down the road, but we have a couple of vehicles in my family. So, you know, maybe my husband will be the next one. Um, his, his vehicle will be up for, uh, you know, up next. So cool. we, we consider it.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, it, it was just interesting to see along those points. Uh, I shared a walk around to the lightning and seeing yes. some of my friends talk about that's my next vehicle. And I'm like, Whoa, that's like, that's drastic. So, yeah. uh many people are like you said EV curious yes. and are are there.
2: Are making Yes, they're they're making that commitment.
0: Yep. All right. Uh I alluded to it earlier. I'm going to make you choose a side. Um <laughs> Team Wrangler or Team Bronco.
2: Oh boy, that's a, that's that's a tough one. You know, I would I would say team team Wrangler. I, I love the Bronco. I just You know, I know there's a lot of people who are very passionate about the original and that just, I mean, there's no denying it's an amazing, you know, throwback and the nameplate is there, but I I would, I would say Wrangler just maybe just because I've had more exposure to it.
0: Yeah. It'll be interesting to see now with actual Broncos rolling out and cut in consumers driveways now, just how that perception is going to change because there's tons of buzz but maybe a right. little misunderstanding, Bronco, Bronco Sport, and stuff like that. So yeah, it,
2: it, it's. I've con- seen a lot of Bronco sports on the road. I, I, mm-hmm. I haven't, I haven't seen the, the full size Bronco, but.
0: Yeah. I'm sure it's coming.
1: Okay, so as a Ford fan, uh, uh, me personally, I'll give you the opportunity to redeem yourself with this one. <laughs> <laughs> Would you choose TRX or Raptor?
2: Ooh, that's another good one. I would have to say the TRX because oh. sorry again, I know, <laughs> because I I've had the chance to experience it in person yeah. and drive it and it's quite the beast and I haven't it, it's only because I haven't had the chance to drive the Raptor and so okay. Raptor. So I would I would say um I think the TRX is very cool. Yes. But not having driven the Raptor, I guess I shouldn't choose a side <laughs> without, you know, in all fairness, but
0: that's all right. Well, yeah.
1: I, I haven't driven either, and so I would, uh, you know, my un- uneducated bias would be the Raptor all the way. But you know,
0: right? <laughs> you know, the TRX does have that amazing V8 that you have yeah, sampled in other vehicles. So. That's right. <laughs> well, it it's the most, was it
2: the most powerful, fastest truck on the market mm-hmm. according to, oh, yeah. to the brand? So,
1: yep, it's crazy.
0: All right, so. Any generation in a year model, where are you going with this question? Favorite car?
2: Gosh, that is a very good question. Um, so, I, this is, this is, this has got to be more, more of like a nostalgic thing, but um, I would say, like back in the day, like in the 2000s, um, early 2000, maybe late nine, 1999, some dating myself, but um, but a, a Ford Mustang. I, I, I now I know you like I know you like Fords. Yeah, but yeah. I I think they're just gr- classic great cars. I I didn't own one, but I I'd, I'd have to say I just I gravitate towards them. Even now when I see the new uh, models on the road, I I always. Just kind of turn my turn my head, but the mom and me, I I just mentioned I just purchased a vehicle. I I uh, have an XC90, a Volvo XC90. So obviously very different from the Mustang, but I like the third row. Yeah. So more of the practicality, you know, mom mom mode. I'm in the Volvo, but uh, but I do love I do love the Mustang.
0: Nice, yeah. nice. Hey, I'm right there with you with that same era Camaro. So there you go. Uh, I would yep. have one in a heartbeat. Absolutely, another favorite.
1: All right, manual or automatic.
2: Auto- automatic okay i i know I, and i've driven <laughs> i've driven plenty of manuals and speaking of ford mustangs we had we did a, a track event um mm. actually that was pretty neat and, and I, I learned um well relearned i guess i retaught um a, on a mustang so so
0: there kind you. of fun but yeah not a bad car to relearn in <laughs> okay no right? right no kidding oh there are, i get one more question and there are two that are uh i'm gonna go favorite driving song or genre when you just gotta oh, get gosh. away what you listening to oh,
2: man that is such a good question because i listen to so many different types of, of genres um
0: for me, but, it's whenever I can convince my three-year-old that we're not listening to what does the you know say. <laughs> I,
2: I, uh, if you're because it's such a, one of those things where it's like we listen to so many different types. Mm-hmm. But you're if if I'm being totally honest, right now we're in a huge like Descendants phase. Uh, my daughter's seven, so we've and then and then my my uh, my son is is into Ninja Turtles, so it's oh. like the Ninja Turtle theme song is on repeat, <laughs> and which is quite <laughs> funny because it's like. Some of the throwbacks and the Power Rangers. I don't even uh, know if they have any new Ninja what, Turtle or Power Ranger oh movies nice. or TV shows out, which is he watches all the originals. So that's actually nice. listening to the original theme songs.
0: Yeah. It's yes. like on
2: repeat, even in my mind right now,
0: <laughs> haunting well, me. I'm sorry for uh, <laughs> activating <laughs> that, that part of your brain that you were able to shut off for the workday. My Just apologies. It's day, right? <laughs> Until
2: I have to you know, switch to mom gear and pick up my son. Yeah. <laughs>
1: All right, so I asked the internal combustion or EV question. I'm going to make it a little more difficult and ask, if you had to choose one, would you choose an EV or a car with a CVT?
0: Oh,
2: wow. I would say EV.
0: Okay. I I think I'm, I'm right there with you on that one. Uh, It would probably be a Tesla Model S Plaid, but uh, that's a story for another day. Well, that's great. Well, Jen, uh, we just thank you very much for uh, coming on and talking 2021 and 2022 Chicago Auto Shows. Uh, Very interested to hear from you, our listeners just exactly what you think about a spinoff 2022 summer event. So uh, we will be sure to put links to all of uh, the Chicago Auto Show social medias uh, in the description in the show notes down below. So if you're one to uh, swipe around and click on those things, please do and let Jen know exactly uh, what your thoughts are on the matter. Uh, As for Matt and I, I, I'd say we're both for it. We just got to find out how to get to Chicago twice in one year. No kidding. (laughs) Um, you're always
2: welcome we love it
0: again just a reminder to all our listeners if you want to know more give your feedback uh, for the 2022 show uh, hit up uh, the Chicago Auto Show on Facebook Instagram uh, let them know your thoughts and we'll see just what develops from that but Jen thank thank you you so much and uh, I'll shoot you a link when this goes up Friday and uh, just very excited thank you so much
2: Awesome. Thank you both so much for having me. I really appreciate yep. it.
0: All right. So I, I am very much looking forward to February. Clear your calendar right now. Yeah. And you're coming with me. Right. Uh, we're spending more than one night there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I went to do a little sightseeing when we we're in Chicagoland okay, next right. time. Uh, I've been up there. I've seen the bean. There's a picture of me touching the bean. You, you touched the bean. I, I don't know if you're supposed to or not. Get fingerprints all over the chrome or the uh, oh my. stainless steel, whatever it is. But yes, uh, I want to do a little more sightseeing up there. I want to, you know, be able to breathe, right? <laughs> a little bit. Uh, for those of you, I don't. I don't know that I've publicized exactly what my. Travel schedule was for this trip. So it was nuts. It, it was nuts. Yes, <laughs> go check out uh, Garage Talk merch for that shirt. But I flew up Tuesday, got to my hotel finally after five o'clock Tuesday night. And didn't feel like going anywhere for nothing. <laughs> Had uh, Uber Eats bring me a Chicago deep, deep dish. Of course. Uh, pizza. Ate that in my room. Watched some YouTube and passed out. <laughs> uh, woke up the next morning. Did some video editing. Went over to the show for a few hours. Uh, I was able to do some exterior walk arounds and just kind of see what was going on at the show before my wave of journalism buddies got to go in and experience the show. And so I was officially there from 2 to 4 to which I turned right back around walked to uh, I don't what they call it the subway the public transit all the way back to O'Hare and hurry up and wait was pretty much <laughs> the uh, name of the game uh, for for me to go up there to cover an auto show and be completely reliant on public transit was torture. <laughs> I'm a car guy, and here I am relying on uh, airplanes and subways and my feet. Right. So, uh, yeah, uh, it was a relief to get back to Dallas and sit behind the wheel of Nelly Cruz and uh, then just get to go the very next day and drive the grand Cherokee L. So the big one, yes, it, it was, gosh, it was a crazy week and, uh, I'm, I'm still attempting to catch up from it. So huge thanks to Jen and the entire team that helped put on the Chicago auto show in such a truncated fashion and in, um, just such a stellar production that came out of it. So.
1: Absolutely. yeah. It's, I'm going to offer a, a round yes, of applause yes. here uh, so. for maximizing not only the fact was it a truncated show, but, but to maximize the opportunity. You know, they had half the space, but they moved a lot of things outdoors. They capitalized on the evening time with the food trucks and all that. I mean, like, yeah. Awesome, awesome, awesome opportunity just from the little bit that I got to yeah. hear from you and, and hear from Jen in the conversation this evening.
0: So uh, we will say thank you to our listeners, our fans, our supporters for making stuff like this possible for Matt and myself. Yeah, uh, Matt was not able to go this year, crazy schedule. We're uh, working towards that end now, but <laughs> your listening ears, you sharing, you commenting, uh, you watching our videos on YouTube, you commenting on our videos on YouTube, all that stuff helps us do more and more stuff like this. Get those first looks, get those sneak peeks, get to go to the show's uh, when you can't make it to chicago or uh, unfortunately it looks like new york's going to happen without either of us there but la is coming up in november so we yeah. need we need to keep our november open for that and uh, head out west to maybe enjoy some of that socal weather so uh we'll we'll, we'll see what the future holds but <laughs> it is because of you our listeners our viewers uh, that make all of this possible. So we thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all of that. If you want to know what we are driving next, a little behind the scenes action for you there at, uh, Instagram at GT garage talk, more information on us, gtgaragetalk.com. But until next time. Bye.